Welcome to The Periscope, the show where we take a closer look at crowdfunding projects. Join us as we talk with guests about why you should back their future board games today. Here your host. Voyagers, welcome to The Periscope, the show where we look at any and all games coming up on crowdfunding. This week, our guest is the man, the myth, legend himself, Johnny Pack, designer of Merchant's Cove, the upcoming Unconscious Mind, and what we're here to talk about today, Coloma, in the new campaign for out, Coloma New Prospects. Johnny, how you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. So, so, so you are a pretty... You know, how would you describe, I don't want to say prolific, prolific actually might be the right word. I mean, when people say there's a Johnny Pack game coming out, at least in my circles, people get, there's a little buzz around it. People are really excited. So for those of you who may not, who maybe who may not know your work, how would you describe, you know, what you've done in the board game industry? Yeah, I'd stay busy. I, I put it that way. Um, I'm not nearly as prolific as, you know, the good doctor or the brands or some of these other ones that put out. A lot, a lot of games a year, but um, since 2019, <laughs> when I had a little bit of success in the industry after you know many years of struggling, uh, I was able to kind of have like three games kind of came out at once, and I think that kind of created this sense that you know this guy's coming out of nowhere and has things happening. And due to the nature of freelance work and all this other stuff, working with multiple companies, sometimes that happens where there'll be this convergence where three things happen in a year or two campaigns are almost overlapping or something like that it's like how did that happen but in the background the truth is you know these things all take years to happen and sometimes they overlap and sometimes they don't well a very humble answer very humble but you know you've <laughs> lots of the games that come out at least have been extremely excellent people who have played them rave about them and they you know i i i'm excited to see what you have coming up next and that's what we're actually here to talk about today is Coloma New Prospect. So before we get to some of the more pointed questions, and we'll just we'll get right into it, uh, what is the game Coloma? So Coloma was uh, kind of, one of the, the trifecta of those first three games that got notoriety in 2019. So that was Coloma, Fistful of Meeples, and Sierra West. And uh, two of these came from Final Frontier Games, who's putting out the expansion now, and the other one was from Board and Dice at the time. And it kind of got known as like, you know, this guy just makes Western games all of a sudden because there's three Western games suddenly just emerged. <laughs> and so Coloma's interesting in that it came out and got some good, um, did okay in crowdfunding. It got good ratings from critics, like the Dice Tower gave it the Seal of Excellence, which was really exciting, and Rado loved it. And um, then 2020 happened shortly thereafter. And one of the strengths and pillars of Coloma is that it's a proper midweight Euro game with Western theme. But it excels at higher player counts. It plays up to six and doesn't completely bog down, fall apart. In fact, some will argue that it's best at five and six because of the nature of the kind of group sync and simultaneous actions that happen. And um, given the change of the zeitgeist at that moment, there was people, six people weren't all in the same room, honestly, at the same time. And so the publisher felt like yeah. it was best to wait, wait it out and focus on games that were good two player solo, maybe three player, that kind of thing. And, and just wait on Coloman. So they didn't reprint it for until this reprint campaign is happening. And uh, in that time, some, you know, there, there's the initial copies floating around out there and some people have played it and it's become which is kind of amazing, a bit of a grail game for some people. It goes on eBay for $100, $150. If people find it at the flea market, they, you know, wrestled to the door to get to it, um, which is a thing. You can't <laughs> manufacture a grail game. Like, this is a modern classic. You can say stuff like that, but you can't say this is the next grail game. But 
Uh, for some people, this has become one, and I get a lot of direct messages. Hey, is there any way you can find me a copy of that, man? I'm like, I wish. Like, even if I find one at a <laughs> swap mar- flea market, I'll buy it for 50 bucks because, you know, they're so hard to get. So it's really cool to bring it back. And the other neat thing about it is I've grown as a designer since then. I've worked really hard on a lot of projects and worked with a lot of really other talented designers and developers I've worked with. And this opportunity to kind of come back and put an expansion in and effectively update a lot of the stuff in the game through the vehicle of this expansion has been really cool. So I feel like the Clomas with new prospects isn't just like a more sort of expansion. It's like a, the expansion does add more, but it also swaps out some fundamental things. So like um, people who do know the game, the game, each player has, you know, pretty big deck of cards and that's how you build your engine and new prospects. You literally take the entire old deck of cards, which has a different back than the new ones, leave those in the box and you play with the new cards and the new cards do more combo-y different sorts of things than what you'd expect in the core game. And it kind of creates a different experience. So there's quite a few things like that where the fundamental stuff has been retooled a little bit, very simple, but important ways that create a, a different experience. And when I see people playing it now, it feels more like 2.0. And, you know, the game, if I made Coloma today, this is the game I would design today versus a game I, you know, worked on 2017, 18. Nice. Well, actually leads into the first question I was going to ask. So let's go straight into the, the more okay. deeper questions. What? How does the expansion change the game experience? Let's go more into that. You said there was swapping out decks. Mm-hmm. There was changing fundamental principles. Can you expand more on what the expansion does for the game? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, so, so one of the things, there's, there's a little bit of a divide between people who like the game and kind of bounced off it a little bit negatively and that's there's this boom and bust mechanism so some games um like let's say i don't know pirates cove or something like this had this where you end up going to the same island you duel it out whatever else and if you don't win that thing you come away not just losing a turn but you kind of it kneecaps you pretty hard and so there i think that game got a lot of you know mixed reviews and coloma was not nearly as punishing as that but if you went and did the same thing as other players consistently you would lose efficiency and once in a while I hear sour grapes of somebody saying, oh, you know, I busted, you know, eight out of 15 times in the game. I, I played the thing and there's just no recovering from that because the way things went. Um, this has kind of flipped the script on that in a new way. So the old way is you could get cards and you build them that would kind of let you become more robust to this. It would be, okay, if I bust on this site, you know, I get a little bonus instead, a little compensation, maybe whatever else. But arguably it could be said that if you continue to do this, it'd actually even be hard to create that engine, which would become robust to that because you don't have the means to do it in the front. This system here has uh, kind of a baked on track that wraps around your player board. And it's got this whole uh, river that you're going to be exploring. It's got these little routes and uh, instead of having the river tiles from the core game, you've got these waterfall tiles and they'll do really cool stuff. As you add to this track it creates different routes that you can take some are a little faster some are slower some are more dangerous where you can lose dudes maybe to wild animals or dysentery other ones you find gold and all this stuff so every time you bust in the game you get to move this little tracker to the next node down the track and so there's times where it's like if you've set up a really nice combo where you bought a waterfall tile and your piece is moving up you go like actually this would be perfect if i trigger this movement by busting, then I'll land on the shovel. The shovel's going to activate my cards and cascade into this whole thing. So suddenly busting is not a bad thing at all. It actually flips the script and you get people who want to boom and want to bust and they go back and forth. So the there's really no terrible outcome that you're going to get from even a random situation. And then with a little bit of foresight, you might be going 
become, well, if I boom, that's going to be awesome because I get to do the thing twice. If I bust, I'll do the thing once, but I'll also advance on my river and I'll do this other thing. And so you'll kind of see these splits along. And uh, that's pretty significant. And the playtesting feedback that I've received from players is just that I don't see any of these people feeling like kind of pushing back in their chair, like, oh, we really wanted to build twice. You just don't get those same kind of moments where they have to like reconcile the, the that that moment and pick themselves up and go back. Yeah. There's just much more like this constant dopamine hit kind of style going on right now. Besides that, we've done a little cosmetic stuff, cleaning up some of the UX on things. Uh, there's some new tiles that go on the, the little frontier map. So there's a static map on the game that was always kind of the same way. Now there's some tiles on there that the boom towns have different rewards and the first person to take the bigger of those rewards uh, flips the tile over and kind of degrades a little bit so the map is more dynamic it's different from game to game and a little bit more of a race element to go and get those things and change the nature of it um, the shootouts are a little bit different they've got some new tiles on there and uh, it's there's kind of a neat push and pull incentive where if you get there early uh, you'll get kind of the best position but if you have the most overall you might not get the best position points but you'll get the majority holding points so there's kind of this um, dichotomy between that where before it's like if you just get there in the zero hour kind of helicopter and the biggest batch of dudes you'll get the biggest reward and you can kind of just yeah. take all this this changes the script on that so i think fundamentally like each little system has been uh, tweaked in ways or significantly to uh, improve the game and kind of reflect some of the stuff that I want to do with the game, but also reflect some of the stuff that I've heard is, you know, like negatives about the core game effectively, just like really just big improvements. Yeah. So this isn't just like a, a deck of cards. This is a whole, basically an entire overhaul of the game. Yeah, really. It feels like 2.0. <laughs> so Johnny, what is your favorite part of the game? Um, right now it's, the game had some combo nature and I really like combo-tastic games, like the zero games where you unlock one thing and that might go from like Castles of Burgundy to, you know, Pulsar 2849 or Revive is a new one. Some of these games where you start your engine, you do one little thing and suddenly it gives you this other icon. You start just firing off this whole chain of stuff. Original Coloma did that a little bit, but this one is really leaned into that to a greater extent. And the reason was deliberate in the original was that we wanted the game to be mostly simultaneous, that you can just do your thing while other people are doing the things. Very few times would something like if we were to both want the very last of a tile in the supply, then we'd have to decide who does what in what order. This one, uh, order matters a lot more, so the game is a little bit longer because by the combo nature of the thing, I might actually go into one system, which might ping another system, which might ping another system, and then end up taking something that another player was kind of scoping out on or changed their plans a little bit. So player order does matter a little bit more in this version, but kind of coming back to the question, what's my favorite part, is the combos are just really exciting in this one because it just weird changes can happen where you end up getting a barrel from the bad guys use the barrel to move in the wagon train you move the wagon train then you go to the spot and you end up busting on this thing you go to the next spot and your other thing and it's like um you just get these epic turns <laughs> that can happen throughout the game and that's that's kind of new in this sandbox that's created and it's it's really fun to do and it's really fun to see other players pull off those combos okay so kind of on the flip side of that what part of the game do you think backers are going to enjoy the most uh, let's see. Well, I think they're going to be glad to get their hands on the uh, deluxe stuff. So that not only was Coloma hard to get, but the Coloma deluxe edition was extremely hard to get. Oh my gosh, it was I couldn't find a one. Kickstarter exclusive. <laughs> yeah, nobody can. It's like, <laughs> so it had the really fancy gold. It had iron clay poker chips in it. It had twice as many characters that you could play. So it had more meeples that you could go with. It just it had a metal sheriff's badge. It had a lot of really cool stuff. And the 
retail edition is nice, but you know, it's got like yellow cubes for gold. It's like having those like nice shiny ones. It's not the same. It's cool. yeah, so I think it's this, <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. So this upgrade pack is available. So anybody with first edition can come back, get this upgrade pack and finally get all the, the sweet stuff. There's a big box. There's game trays available. Uh, there's a solo mode that's been completely retooled by uh, William, the, the hungry gamer. Um, and it's, crafted to work really well with the new stuff and it's also um, backwards compatible with the original game to create a solo mode that feels uh, much more like playing Coloma proper where there was a solo mode before but it felt like you're kind of using the components to do something that was not quite in the spirit of the game. It's like yeah we're playing a game with Coloma stuff and it is Coloma but yeah. now it feels like you're playing Coloma proper with this this new bot the Hungry Wrangler. And I think there's there's a community of solo players who you know are just gonna be really jazzed about that. I'm even seeing some of the uh, reviewers who, in fact, just decide to review it solo instead of playing it with a group. They, they've come back with really positive um, feedback on that, and that's that's exciting to a lot of people. Awesome, that's good. Yeah, Will, I even I talk with Will quite a bit actually. He we had a very good discussion about the solo mode for Coloma, and he's really really excited for it to come out. Uh, what makes you decide to add a solo mode to? Because there's there's been a debate amongst the community about whether when what what when a solo mode is necessary and not and are people are, are people just kind of shoving it in there what made you decide to add this solo mode to this campaign be completely candid like i think original coloma would have actually just been better without a solo mode and just had people begging for one for years and not actually be handed a solo mode that didn't service the game very well and if we thought about it it's like hey this game's fantastic let's just say somebody was generous and gave it a 10 but then they go but the solo mode mm, you know let's knock it down to a nine because the solo mode could have saved been better but if it didn't have a solo mode at all they might have just given it a 10 and then just wished there was a solo mode but not knock the score um i think that can happen with games where if it actually does have a thing in it and it's not what people expect, they're more likely to have a negative reaction to it versus just didn't deliver something they wished. And you might get something like Great Western Trail didn't originally have a solo mode, but there's fantastic fan solo modes that have gone around BGG and they've been churned and revised. And you can play Great Western Trail solo. And then some of, as far as I know, some of that, those ideas have been implemented in second edition. Similarly, it might've been really cool to just let this game come out shining the way it was. It's a good at higher player counts sort of game let it attract some fans say such as the hungry gamer and then he really wants to play it solo so he ends up making this fan-made solo thing and then he shows it to me at a con and they go this is great dude like you want to what do you think <laughs> if, if i can get this thing republished do you want do you want to like put it into the game and he's like really i'm like yeah let's let's this is promising you know let's let's co-design this and get this into the, into the box and so something like that to me has a really organic nature of it and because it was made by a fan who has expectations and it was showing it to other fans and it's been on bgg for a while and it's already gotten feedback um, a lot of that preliminary work was done and now it's just taking you know just polishing at this point um so to me it's like a very organic logical choice to go with something like this instead of kind of like you're saying like uh for marketing purposes let's just you know hire somebody to make a solo mode last minute and you know, hopefully get a handful more backers out of it. Because, um, you know, nobody likes that. The backers don't like that. The solo people are ultimately disappointed. And a designer like me is always going to feel bad that people aren't playing the game in its full splendor. Yeah, well, I'm really glad that this interaction happened because I I am definitely excited for not only you know, Will's talents to get out there, but for this game to be able to reach a greater swath of people, people who can only play solo mode and people who you know want to play the large player count like the game was designed to be. So we're running out of time here, Johnny. So let's sure. uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, what is one thing you want to leave with our listeners who 
are thinking about backing this game, and but maybe maybe need an extra push, what would you want to say to them? I'd say if if you want Coloma, this is the time to get it. This is like this is the campaign. This is it coming back. This is it in its top form. This is like everybody's put a lot of care and love into it, and it's it's like the ultimate package for the thing. It's the 2.0 of the game. Um, if you've got earlier editions, you'll, you're going to want to upgrade and get all the new stuff because it just um, it just improves the game. And most people are saying that if they once they play with the new prospects, they'll never play the core game again. They just feel like this is this just goes <laughs> in the box and is is the game. And so with that said, it's kind of like you know, this, this is the chance to do, it. I don't have big plans to like launder out a whole bunch more of expansions. Like this is kind of like the all encompassing, like if Coloma just did its thing and did it right once and for all, this is it and making it available to everybody. So, um, I'd say get in while it's hot and, you know, get all the good stuff and enjoy it. Well, at the time of this recording, Coloma is fully funded. So this is happening no matter what. So if you're listening, Voyagers definitely know that this is, this is not, this is not if and or what, this is happening and it's just releasing actually, this will be releasing tomorrow for recording. We're recording this on the 5th. I'm releasing it the next day to get early enough in the campaign. It'll have about 13 days left. So please visit the game found page. It has a, I looked at the page really well put together. I, I mean, I love the Miko's art in general. Like it's just very eye catching. I think it fits really well with the Coloma's theme. So well done there. We'll just, well done with decisions mm-hmm. there. But if you look, if you like what you hear, Voyagers, Please feel free to support Johnny and, and feel free to support Final Frontier Games as they put out this this wonderful, highly sought after game. Well, Johnny, thanks again so much for coming on the server. And hopefully one day we can have you back on for a full episode. We'll see. We'll try to make it happen. Anything else you want to say to our Voyagers? Hey, I uh, appreciate you having me on. I'd like to come on the show again and do the, the full thing and you know dig deep into some stories and talk to you guys again. Uh, it's a pleasure. I really appreciate it. We look forward to that as well. Well, Voyagers, as always, my name is Josh, and this has been the Periscope.